Welcome to episode number 28 of Questions with Father here on the SSPX podcast. In the past months, we've been producing a series of episodes on the crisis in the church and haven't released any new episodes of our series that really started the SSPX podcast, Questions with Father. If you're unfamiliar with this series, how it works is listeners send in questions and we ask Father two or three of these questions to make up one episode. In the past, we've talked about things like, when should I make a general confession? Or, is yoga okay? Or even topics that are a bit lighthearted, like, can I enjoy a kosher pastrami sandwich? Or buy food that is certified halal, like a delicious kebab? Well, in this episode, we're tackling one question that is very often posed to our priests. So we decided to make a full episode on this one question. Simply, it's, Father, can I go to any Latin mass I want? Are all Latin masses the same? Father Robinson and I recorded this episode back in December, and we're releasing it now in the middle of our series on the crisis in the church when we're looking at the Novus Ordo Mass. We figured it fit perfectly into this series at this moment, so it'll drop into your podcast feed right after the episode where we've looked at a similar question, whether or not you should attend the Novus Ordo Mass. So, since we recorded this earlier, there is a little bit of overlap. Father does reiterate some of the same points that we made in the last episode about the danger of the Novus Ordo, but it's worth reviewing and it all serves to get to the answer that one of our listeners asked. Again, if you're not familiar with the Questions with Father series, I'd suggest going back to sspxpodcast.com questions, and there you'll see all of the episodes, or just scroll back in your podcast feed. Your podcast feed, because you're subscribed with Apple Podcasts and Stitcher or Spotify, right? Anyway, sorry for the longer than normal intro. Let's get right into questions with Father number 28 with Father Robinson. Welcome to the SSPX podcast, and we are doing an episode of Questions with Father, which we have not done in several months. So this is like getting back on a bike and riding again, Father Robinson, you and me. I think I think we can just do this with our eyes closed at some point. Well, I, it's, I think we're getting a little rusty, Andrew. That's what I'm worried about. But <laughs> as long as we have that intro music introducing me, I think it'll all be good. As soon as we hear that, it, we, we just go right into it. It, it never works. <laughs> well, um, Father, we're going to be asking and answering one question uh, for this episode. And this is a question that has come up probably multiple times for you in your uh, duties as a priest. And it's a question that, that we get um, you know, answering emails and so forth on the uh, on the sspx.org website, and that is simply, Father, should I attend fill in the blank mass? So whether someone is talking about a fraternity mass or ecclesia day or uh, an indult mass or an independent priest, so let me boil down the question this way, Father: Just because a priest is saying the Latin mass, does that make it okay, and does that fulfill our obligations, and should we as traditional Catholics go to it? Yeah, well, this this Andrew is is a really huge question, um, and it's um, as you say, often posed by by the faithful, by our own faithful. Perhaps they're they're going on a, a vacation or something, um, and there there's no society mass there, um, and they they say they just want you know um, the the priest that they trust, which is which is us, uh, to to tell them what we think about um, a non-society traditional mass, um, of course. This, since the motu proprio of, of Benedict XVI there, uh, in 2007, so the past 13 years, the, the, mm-hmm. the traditional mass has really been spreading everywhere. Um, that motu proprio w- really happened at the request of the Society of St. Pius X. And I think that showed that that the society, we um, are not just in this for ourselves. It's not just sort of like 
we just want to promote our brand. <clears throat> right. uh, we want to be the only the only show in town. Uh, right. But we we just want the extension of tradition throughout the church. Uh, so we requested that uh, the Pope give a universal freedom to the, for the celebration of traditional mass. He granted that. Uh, since that time. We've had many occasions to train priests who are inter- uh, interested in the traditional mass to for for the celebration of the mass, um, and so we're very happy to see the spread of the traditional mass. Um, but it, it is it when when it comes to uh, we, we we like that in general. But but when when an individual soul comes and says, "Father, um, you know, there's this mass over here. There's a traditional mass over here. Um, should I attend it or or should I not?" Um, it's it is it can be quite complicated, um, okay. so maybe we can try to sort that out a little bit. Sure, and and so I, I guess just very briefly, uh, you know, we, we would say that going to a Novus Ordo, just to set our boundaries here, we're, we're not talking about going to the Novus Ordo Mass, you know, Mass in English according to the uh, to the New Order. Um, we're talking about a, a Latin Mass that is that is said according to say the 1962 Missal or 1955 or, or whatever have you, uh, but we're not talking about the Novus Ordo Mass here. No, we're we're not, and um, but but perhaps we can we can just start with that in in saying that um, the society it is a position of the society that um, it's not advisable to attend the Novus Ordo Mass. So if you're if you are traveling, you have no traditional mass available. Um, the only mass available is a Novus Ordo Mass. Um, we would we would say you know it would be much better not to attend uh, that Novus Ordo Mass. And we have very strong reasons for for stating that they're basically dogmatic reasons. <clears throat> um, effectively, when we when we look at uh, the way the new mass was created, uh, the intentions of those who crafted the new mass, they they had this purposeful desire to um, hide the the nature of what the mass is in order to please the Protestants. Um, when you look at the at the product that they produced, um, the 1969 missile, and you analyze the mass as it is, um, you, you you see some serious problems. Um, and then when you see the aftermath of the new mass uh, after it was promulgated and what it caused in the church, um, so many people turned off by this new form of, of worship in the in the church, and it weakened their faith or uh, just plain led them to to leave the faith. So many thousands, tens of thousands of people. You know, you 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 covered that um, somewhat with with Father McFarland in that uh, first Crisis in the Church series podcast. Um, mm-hmm. But but really, I think the the essential reason why we as society priests uh, advise people not to go to the new mass is is because of, of the fact that it hides the sacrificial nature of the mass. Um, in the traditional mass, you you have the three elements of of sacrifice: um, the offering, the immolation, and the communion um, are, are so clear. The, the, the traditional mass makes it crystal clear. That this is a sacrifice, and the offer offertory, um, the the host and the wine are offered uh, in the in the language of the prayers indicates it's a preparation for a victim. We're preparing a victim. Whereas in the new mass, what they did is they they substituted this uh, Jewish blessing prayer, like a blessing before meals prayer, and that offertory is just seen as sort of an exchange of gifts between God and man. Um, I give God bread and wine, and He gives me spiritual gifts back. It's not right. like okay, let's get ready for a sacrifice. Um, then in the the consecration, where you have the immolation, we have the the separation of the body and blood of our Lord, symbolizing His death. Um, the traditional mass has the priest. 
um, do uh, perform the, the words of consecration um, with separating them from from the dialogue of of the Last Supper. So it says, uh, you know, the, the night before he suffered, our Lord did this. And the traditional mass has the priest stop and then bend down and then pronounce the words of the form in a, in a, a little bit louder voice. And, and, and they're, they're big in the missile, okay? Right, and right. this all indicates that, that this is a sacramental action. Um, this, is, this is not just like the reading of an epistle. You are pronouncing the form of a sacrament here. Uh, but in the Novus Ordo Mass, that consecration, it just reads like a narrative. And the rubrics do not prescribe that the priest put himself in a different posture. Um, when he pronounces those words of, of consecration. Um, and then when we come to the communion, we all know about the the uh, disastrous communion experiences that people have in Novus Ordo Mass um, where, where the, there's no reverence uh, for the the victim that has been offered uh, when, when it's received. So, uh, whereas in, in the traditional Mass, there is this very, very great respect um, for this sacred victim that has been offered to God. Um, so when, when you consider those three aspects of the Mass, the offering, the, the consecration, and the communion, which are supposed to be closely attached to the sacrificial nature of the Mass, um, in the new Mass, it's very much dumbed down, and as a result, there's a serious weakening of faith that must necessarily happen through the, the attendance at the Novus Ordo Mass. Uh, so then we get into the, the Latin Mass itself. Um, you know, again, let's assume maybe they're using the 1962 Missal. So doing doing the things appropriately, there is probably a little bit of gray area where we could say, you know, Novus Ordo Mass, but said in Latin and said reverently. But that's probably not even a gray area. I probably shouldn't even say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in, in fact, it, it is it is our position that even if you say the new mass reverently, um, it's still the new mass. I mean, okay. there, there still is the these fundamental flaws in the way the mass itself is is crafted. Obviously, it's better uh, if it's sure. done reverently, um, but still, there there it's seriously flawed in the way the mass is crafted. So, when you began this this part of the conversation, Father, you said the SSPX priests and the SSPX as, as a position as a whole uh, recommends to the faithful or tells the faithful on a doctrinal level, not on a prudential level, not on a, well, we think you should do this, but on a doctrinal level, you should not attend uh, the new mass. And this is different than uh, you telling someone, maybe attend this chapel or this chapel if you're traveling. Yeah. Um, so I think what distinguishes the advice that we give um, with regards to the Novus Ordo Mass, as opposed to advice we might give to attending a, a Latin Mass, uh, a Motu Proprio Mass or whatever, um, is that with the new Mass, you know, we argue on, on grounds of doctrine that the Mass itself is flawed. And so the Mass itself is a danger to your faith. Whereas, what do we do if, if the faithful come and say, can I attend the very same mass that you, Father, are saying? You know, it's just not a, a, a society venue. Um, sure. So that, that's what really complicates the question of attending non-SSPX uh, Latin masses when it comes to the priest giving advice. Um, it's not going to be a, a question of, of the mass. It's exactly the same mass. Um, so... It's it's really the, the priest needs a lot more information. Um, it's going to be based much more 
on people and persons. I mean, it's people and places. Um, the, 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 who are the, the people involved? What sort of group? What's the venue for this, for this Latin Mass? Is it a Fraternity of St. Peter? Is it Institute of Christ the King? You know, is it State of Acontis? Um, is, is the priest a Fenite? You know, is the priest um, a Novus Ordo priest who says the, the, the traditional Mass on a Sunday? You know, I mean, w- w- what's the context? It's, it, it might be um, a, a priest who has a very good formation, might be a priest who has a very bad formation, you know? Um, also, yeah, just the, the, the group that, that the priest is associated with, as, as I say, uh, that will factor into it. Um, and that, I, I think, is what makes it difficult for me as a society priest sometimes to give advice on these questions and why, frankly, um, sometimes I will tell people, you know, I'm, I'm effectively going to leave the choice to you. I'm going to leave the decision uh, to you. I'm just not really in a position to advise you. Um, whenever the priest um, advises the faithful, um, you know, it's, it is a serious burden that he carries. He has to make sure that his advice is good. Um, and in, in these contexts, um, there's often a lack of information. Uh, the, uh, I, as a society priest, <clears throat> um, I, if someone asks me, you know, I'm going to Nebraska, you know, I'm going to mm-hmm. Alliance, Nebraska, and there's there's a chapel out there that has a traditional mass. Should I go? Um, I'd be like, well, I mean, I have no clue who the priest is, um, right. you know, and uh, it's 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 the same mass. Um, so there there's there's a, a, a caution, I think, that I would have to exercise in giving that advice. It is it is striking just to kind of take a little bit of a sidebar here, Father, that uh, and, and we as traditional Catholics are used to this kind of a conversation to have with our priests, with our pastors. Um, but it really is bizarre when you think about it that. Catholics should be asking a priest, is it okay to go to this mass or not? I mean, this is, this is a new phenomenon in the last 50 years that the, the rest of the church and the rest of our history, we've never had. Yeah, absolutely. It, it is um, very strange, isn't it? I mean, you, yeah. you think about if you were going to mass and under the pontificate of, of Pius X, sure. um, and, and you go to your parish priest and he's like, hey, father you know, i mean there's should should i is it okay for me to go to the the jesuit chapel down the road you know or or the jesuit chapel in this other town and he'd be like why are you asking me i mean that's that's the jesuits i mean he'd, he'd look at you, he'd look at you like you were crazy he might say <laughs> something like well make sure you still put your month your weekly tithe in in my chapel but go ahead yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's about it Right. I mean, I, I think it's really a testimony to the fact that there is a serious crisis in the church, yeah. that that the faithful um, look for some sort of stability, something they can trust. Um, and, you know, uh, um, I, I think we've earned that trust from uh, a lot of our faithful and they, and they come to us and they um, they want to know what's safe for them, uh, sure. what's safe for the practice of, of my Catholic life. Um but as I say, it just gets it gets quite complicated when it comes to uh, giving advice with regards to attendance at non-SSPX uh, Latin masses. <clears throat> so, again, I, I want to give the right advice. Um, I don't want to send someone to uh, a Latin mass when there is that same there is a danger to the faith. It's not going to be the same danger as going to the Nova Sorta mass. Uh, but if there is a danger to the faith, I don't want it to say go ahead. Um, 
So if, if for instance, I, I mean, I, I think uh, of the fact that uh, in some contexts, in some places where, where the mass is, is said, um, there's just um, maybe a priest would, would be uh, using hosts from, from a Novus Ordo mass, um, or maybe the priest is, is in a scandalous situation. Uh, maybe he's defected from his order. He's just doing his own thing. Or, or maybe he's just crazy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I would, if, if I knew that, I, I would say to to the faithful, uh, the person, no, I know who, who that priest is. And, and really, I don't think it would be safe for you to go um, because of the context that in, in this priest is, is very just sort of out there with his, his positions. Um, and it would be likely be a scandal for you. It would be a, um, a scandal to your faith if you saw the priest and you heard him preaching. Right. So that, that brings up the point I was, I was going to ask next, Father, and that, and that is the matter of preaching. You know, if you're attending on a Sunday or something, um, I guess we would have to draw the distinction a little bit between the validity and the appropriateness of the Mass itself versus the uh, teaching or let's say you happen to go to confession before Mass and you're traveling or whatnot. Uh, so in, the things that go along with it, the homily, the sermon, you know, the confession or the conversation after Mass, you know, whatever – so those are those are two sort of separate things, right? Yes, definitely, definitely. So we're we're obviously uh, considering cases where the mass is valid. Uh, okay. The mass is a Latin mass; it's the right mass. Everything's good there. But there might be problems or dangers to the faith in other regards, um, with with regards to um, the, the priest who's saying the mass or the group that that he belongs to. Um, so. If I'm in a position where I'm able to assess and, and that there is a great danger to the faith, I'm able to. I know I know that this priest is is just really wacky, um, or I, I know that he uh, it's it's a diocesan priest who's just going to take the host from the tabernacle, the Novus sort of host, uh, for instance. Um, then I, I would be able to say clearly, you know, it, it would it would not be advisable for you to go to to that mass. Um, but the vast majority of the time, I wouldn't really have detailed information about what's going on um, at that mass. And, and what I don't want to do is, is on the one hand, I, I wouldn't want to give some sort of universal blanket condemnation and just like, no, you can never go to any mass but the Society of St. Pius X um, and, and give the impression that like there's no salvation outside the Society of St. Sure, Pius X. Right. I mean, that would be a totally schismatic mentality as if we right. are – the church, which is which is definitely not the case. Um, so, but but on the other hand, I, I don't want to to just blow it off and, and pretend like yeah, as long as it's a Latin mass, just go ahead. I mean, there's no problem. Um, no, there can be there can be real problems. Um, there and there and there's other situations where, you know, just for for what we might call political reasons, I, I wouldn't want to commit on. Um, on, on saying something like, if someone asks me, you know, they're, they're going to to Nebraska and the FSSP is there, um, Father, should I go to that mass? Um, and the, the thing is, I mean, the Society of Saint Pius X, the FSSP, have a history, yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and it's it's like we we feel like the 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 priest who left the society in 1988 to form the Fraternity of Saint Peter kind of betrayed the Archbishop. They continue to speak against us, you know, um, and they 
they have that compromised position. Um, and so if I were to, to say to a faithful, sure, go ahead, attend, attend the fraternity mass. Um, and they would go, well, Father Robinson has no problem with the fraternity. You know, that's, that's what we eventually come that's out. That's what's going to come out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, in, in that, in that position, um, I, I might say something like, well, I can see why you, you might want to attend if, if you've got no other mass to to uh, to attend on, on that weekend that you're in Nebraska. Um, but, you know, I'm just going to leave that for you to decide, um, sure. because if, if I if I if I advise against, it might seem like the, I'm making the society to be out, be the uh, the only path to salvation, which is not the case. And, and if I if I advise that, um, yeah, sure, go ahead, there's no problem. Um, I might make it seem like it, really there is no difference between the society and fraternity. And, and in fact, there is a difference. There is a real right. difference. And I, and I don't want to be disloyal to to the society and the archbishop myself um, right. by pretending same, that it's all good. But at the same time, you're not like like you said. You're this is not a, a situation where you only want people to go to the SSPX mass because you're an SSPX priest and and you just want to get more numbers in, in the door or anything like that. This is. Yeah, like you said at the very beginning, the the promulgation of, of the motu proprio, the you know the lifting of this ban uh, of of the Latin Mass was a great thing, and we are very happy about it. Uh, but at the same time, we're not um, we're not trying to keep everyone in our in our doors. No, no, it's it's not it's not about uh, getting our numbers up and and getting more money in the collection plate and whatever. It's it's about saving souls. Right. That's that's what it's really about. That's the 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 honor uh, the, and glory that we want to obtain on on Judgment Day is to say that we've we've saved souls. Um, so it's just that that's what makes it delicate. And I think, unfortunately, you know, when people um, go through this podcast that we're having and they come to the conclusion there, they might be expecting some sort of like really black and white solution. <laughs> and like father's going to come out and he's going to tell us exactly what we need to do. And he's going right. to give us a formula, you know, and it's it is kind of a letdown when when there's not that clear guideline. Um, I, I think that's what, what, what the faith are often looking for. But I, I think it's very important for them to understand uh, that the priest has to be careful um, and, and understand that there's limits to the advice that he can give. And this is one sure. of those cases. Sure. Um, there's, I, I can only advise so far, and there's some situations where they just have to make the decision on themselves. I might give general principles, what have you, but I leave the application to, to them. Um, it would just be, as I say, I, I just try to explain the reasons why it would be dangerous um, for me to advise to that level of detail in that right. particular context. Well, Father, that does help. Um, at least we know what the parameters are. We know, you know, well, this is this is the limits, like you said, of the advice that you can give. There is no clear cut answer, just like there is no clear cut answer in a lot of the things having to do with the faith these days. Um with with the crisis that is happening, um, but we appreciate you giving uh, giving us this this information. And I guess if someone does have a question, they can always turn to uh, their local priest. They can turn to the to the prior of their local uh, chapel, or you know the, the the priest who's who's helping them at their uh, mission chapel, or so forth. Yeah, definitely. They should just ask ask their local priest. And um, what I generally do is I, I say what I know. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I would say, well, there's this, that and, uh, going on, but I'm just, I'm not going to decide for you. Um, and, and, I, and I would like to mention that, that there are obviously, I, I think, um, certain things that, that can be said, like, I, I think going to a state of a contest mass would generally be fairly, fairly dangerous. Um, 
going to resistance mass, I think would be even more dangerous because of, of the scandalous situation um, in which which they exist on a, on a regular basis. Um, whereas the the Fraternity Institute of Christ the King, uh, Institute of Good, Good Shepherd, that, that's a much more normal uh, ecclesiastical situation. Um, it, it's, it's less dangerous as a general rule. Um, but again, uh, it's it, the practical details and the practical details are kind of come down to the specific context in a lot of cases. And in, in those cases, we're often just not able to, to say which way to go. Sure. Well, if anyone was looking for a clear cut answer, like you said, a little bit of a disappointment, <laughs> but this is, you know, we pass, we pass along the information we have and this is what we've done. So, uh, thank you for clarifying it, Father, as, as best as you can. And, um, and we look forward to having you on for another episode of, of Questions with Father. At some point, we are doing a lot with the Crisis in the Church series, and uh, we have you coming up on a few episodes as well. So um, you're, you won't be a stranger to us by any means. <laughs> All right. Let's keep, let's keep rolling with it. All right. Very good. Thank you, Father. Thanks for listening to this episode of the SSPX podcast. If you have the ability to support this apostolate, it is free and it always will be. So we rely entirely on your donations to continue producing these episodes. Please consider a monthly recurring donation of 5 or 10 or $20 on sspxpodcast.com. We'll be continuing our Crisis in the Church series for our next episode, number 26, which gets into the difficult but important question of how the Church could have given us the Novus Ordo Mass. And does this imply that the Church has failed in its duty? That's next time. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.